on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Matt Foley. That's a tough one today for the Brewers. They lose in Atlanta by a 9-2 score. Aaron Ashby just wasn't completely in there and had some bad luck as well. A lot of those early runs scoring, a combination of some soft hit uh, contact that just found spots and also uh, some wildness from Ashby as well. He ends up with four walks, so his inability to control the strike zone and command all of his pitches, certainly uh, a big part of this. And didn't have a lot of strikeouts either. We're, we're starting to get really um, spoiled when it comes to the number of strikeouts the Brewers starters are having. Ashby with just the uh, three strikeouts today. So the Brewers end up losing two of three in Atlanta that took the first game of the series and then come back with losses in the next two games uh, and now they head to Cincinnati to open up a three-game series tomorrow. If you want to join the program you can do so. You can call or you can text into the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620 That's 855-616-1620 That's how you call. That's how you text. And if you want to tweet at me all you got to do is uh, send the tweet to Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. That's kind of the story of the game. I feel like the pitching and the runs that were given up by Ashby, not that the Brewers do much offensively. Two runs on four hits and the two runs came when the game was basically uh, decided. Charlie Morton put up good numbers and this is one of those things where Morton had been struggling recently uh, but he's a good pitcher. He's a really good pitcher and the numbers that he had put up recently probably were not indicative of the kind of pitcher he was. I mean, you look at what he has done this year. This was his sixth start in his first five starts. He gives up two, five, four, three, and five runs, uh, never pitching more than uh, never getting beyond the sixth inning. Now, he goes to the five innings today, but gives up just two hits, five strikeouts, three walks. So, uh, Brewers just could not get much done against him. Uh, the Atlanta bullpen, for the most part, did a good job with the exception of uh, Tyler Matzik, who gave up a couple runs. From a Brewers bullpen perspective, again, they kind of had that next group in there because of uh, where the score was at. jean del Gustave gives up uh, a few runs. and uh, but Brent Suter looked good. Hobie Milner looked good. So uh, in, in some ways, the, the positive of this one is being able to get those guys a little bit of work. But a 9-2 loss, not a great game today for the Brewers, certainly not as uh, they end up losing and do lose uh, two of three in the series. And something that we talked about a lot on this program is as we are still so early on in the season, you try to figure out who this team really is. And what's not helping with assessing who this team really is is bluntly the schedule that they've played because they've played a lot of bad teams this year. They've played a lot of bad teams. Uh, they the the good teams that they've played, they have a series against St. Louis, and they split that four-game series with them. Uh, they had the single game against San Francisco. They lost that game 4-2. I think the Phillies are a pretty good team, and they took two out of three from the Phillies. So uh, certainly we're not going to say that they've not had any success against good teams they have. Uh, but they've played a lot of bad teams. They've played the Cubs. They've played the Orioles. They've played the Pirates. Um yeah, that, that's who they've played, and, and you can't control the schedule. Atlanta's a good team. Their record, though, if we're being fair about things, their record, though, would not say that they're a very good team as they have struggled out of the gate this year. But we know who's on this Braves roster. We know how good of a team they are. We know that they won a World Series last year. 
Uh, the Brewers' schedule does get a little bit tougher moving forward after this series against Cincinnati. They're going to match up against the Miami team. Miami's not great, but they're okay. I think they're better than you thought they were going to be when the season got started. They play Atlanta again. Uh, same thing that I said about Miami. We can kind of say about Washington, and then they've got San Diego and St. Louis coming up towards the end of May. So the schedule's going to tick up a little bit, and then as you get into June and July, that's when things really do uh, start to uh, get tougher. Now, the one thing is with, if we want to do like the long-term look on this, uh, the Brewers have played a good number of road games here in the early part of the season, and they're going to be rewarded with more home games late in the season, but still just kind of trying to figure out how good this team is as they accumulate a lot of wins against not-so-good teams, and we haven't seen them go on a run of playing games against teams that are uh, pretty good. So they lose today by a 9-2 score. Again, if you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk at text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Or you can tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Craig Gashon's going to join us in about uh, 10 minutes. We'll hear the post-game comments from manager Craig Council around 435. We'll go back through the game with the highlights at about uh, 445. So a lot to get to between now and 5 o'clock when we wrap things up for the day. Brewers lose to the Braves in one-sided fashion, 9-2 the final score. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 2-2 pitch, hard hit ball out to center. Racing back is Duvall, couple of steps in front of the warning track to make the catch. Peterson hit it well, but very playable for the Braves center fielder Adam Duvall, and the Brewers will leave them loaded. A Mother's Day edition of Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. A very uh, special happy Mother's Day to all the moms, all the grandmas, all the uh, all the women out there who served in motherly type roles, whatever it might be. Uh, very happy uh, Mother's Day, uh, including to uh, to my mom and also to my uh, wife, who is the uh, mother of our daughter. So uh, always a uh, fun and special. It's fun to see the. Uh, the pink bats. I don't know if you saw the game today. Maybe you were just, you were listening to it, and if you were just listening to it today, thank you for listening to the game. Uh, but maybe go try to find some video of today's game because I'm not a big like I'm not a super stylish guy by any stretch of the mind. Uh, I'm not somebody who's big on like shoes or whatever. Half my wardrobe is purchased at Costco or Sam's Club, so that that kind of gives you an idea of uh, of what I'm doing on an everyday basis. That being said, the hats that the Brewers were wearing today was the it was the gray hats with the pink Brewers logo. That looked good. That looked really really good. That was a good looking hat that the Brewers uh, were wearing today. I liked that. I think uh, I think I liked the road version of the Brewers Mother's Day caps more than the home version. Um, yeah, that was that was that was that was a good look. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air. Doug texting in says it's rare to see a team score nine runs against this pitching, but it's not rare to see a loss with only two runs. It's a trend. Have to start getting some production from center field catcher and second. Not good. Get a break. Uh, we'll get a break now with those uh, hot Reds. They won. Two, uh, two out of three. All right, so, Doug, I – okay, early <laughs> – I laugh. I laugh because this team just uh, won – let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Coming into today's game, this team won nine out of ten. 
And in winning nine out of ten, they had a score nine out of ten. They had a game where they won uh, with twelve runs, a game where they won with eleven runs, a game where they won with six runs, a game that they won with eighteen runs, a game that they won with ten runs, a game that they won with six runs. So yeah, early on in the season. Were they losing a lot of games where they weren't scoring very many runs? Yeah, absolutely they were. But really, you go back from about April 17th on. So we're only talking, honestly, we're only talking like the first two weeks of the season where they were really struggling from a run scoring standpoint consistently. Um, from Okay, let's do this. From April 17th and on, here's the amount of runs that they have scored in every game. Six six five four two five one two twelve three three eleven nine zero six eighteen ten six two two. There's a lot of big numbers there. There's not many small numbers. There's some small numbers, but we can go look at any team in Major League Baseball and find those small numbers. So, to because they happen to lose a game today where they only scored two runs, to talk about this being a trend or something like that. No, it's not. It's not a trend, Doug. You're wrong. You're completely wrong. The trend right now is them scoring a lot of runs and winning games. The trend is not them scoring two runs and losing. That's something that they did early on in the season. Now, does that mean, again, we just talked about it earlier, they've played a lot of bad teams. Does that mean that that's not who this team is? Does that mean that they they for sure are going to continue the trend of scoring a lot of runs? No, we just don't know yet. But don't come in here with this idea saying that it's a trend, that they're losing games, scoring just two runs, because it's not. It's not a trend at all. The trend has gone in the exact opposite direction. They just got done with a six-game homestand where they hit 20 damn home runs. <laughs> and, and we're going to sit there and say it's a trend that they're not scoring? No, the trend is that they're scoring, and the trend is that they're scoring a lot of runs. That's the trend. Uh, the, you know, to, to go with my favorite... Jay-Z line, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. <laughs> yeah, the numbers tell the truth right there. Now, speaking of numbers, you mentioned the production from Centerfield, catcher and second. Yeah, they're not getting a lot of production from those guys right now. Colton Wong's coming around a little bit. Uh, 239 average, one for three today. But I mentioned his numbers yesterday. This is nothing new. This is nothing new for him at all in his career in terms of the slow start to the season. Over his career, he has an April batting average of 243. That number goes up into the 250s in May and June before he hits 284 in July and 273 in August. You wait this one out. You don't make a move with Colton Wong simply because he's not producing. Now, in terms of center field, I do think the question about what Lorenzo Cain is going to give you offensively, I think that's a really tough question right now because Tyrone Taylor does seem to be giving you better offensive numbers. But it's not like Taylor is hitting the cover off the ball. He's hitting 214. And he is playing more and more and more, especially uh, here recently. He goes 1 for 3 today. Lorenzo Cain goes 0 for 3. Uh, Cain had a few hits recently. I think the big question is, what do you think the end game is with Cain? If the Brewers really believe that Cain is going to find his form from a couple, two, three, four years ago, then you stick with him. You stick with him and you, you let him work through this stuff. If the belief is more that he is no longer the same offensive player and he's not going to regain that, then 
You start using him in a different way. You start uh, really splitting up that time between him and Taylor. You start using him as a defensive replacement. That, that's that's where you use him. You do change the roles. So it really depends. But we're still early on in the season. Just because somebody's not performing right now, you know, Omar Nervias. You, you mentioned the the catcher spot. Yeah, Nervias is hitting two twenty. We know the type of player that Omar Nervias is. He is one of the best offensive catchers in Major League Baseball. So here, just over a month into the season. We're, we're going to throw away a guy because he's not hitting that well? No, you don't do that. You wait on it. And you start making these tough decisions about guys who are not performing well. You start making those tough decisions as you get into July, into June and into July. You wait. That's the way baseball works. Because if you make the knee-jerk reaction now, there's a good chance that you're missing out on some production from a player later in the season. All right, we will hear from uh, Craig Kishon. He is set to join us coming up in just a moment. Brewers, uh, they lose today. They fall to Atlanta by a 9-2 score. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 1-0. Swung on, hit high in the air and deep in the center. Duvall turning around, going back onto the track. Just enough room to reach up and make the catch. Maybe about three steps in front of that fence. Renfro just missed. He hit it to the deepest part of the park. And the inning ends with that loud contact. That continues to be a problem this year in baseball. There are some balls that are being hit that just simply should be home runs that are not home runs. It's because baseball once again futzed with the baseball, and they got to get this figured out. I'm not one for changing the baseball in the middle of the season, but do it. And I get that that's easier said than done when from a production standpoint, but juice the ball back up. Some of these things need to be home runs, and they're not. All right, uh, welcome back into the program. If you want to join us, you can do so, 855-616-1620. That's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. Let's bring in Craig Kishon from Bally Sports, Wisconsin. Craig, this is just the case of one of those days where early on with Ashby, he was not commanding his pitches. He got a little bit of bad luck, and that resulted in some run scoring, and then it just kind of went bad from there. Yeah, it did, and uh, I, I think it's interesting. I, I just want to go back to the point you were making coming coming into this break, uh, Matt, about about the baseball not traveling. Um, remember that that long loud out um, in this game. I I can't remember if it was Yelich. I think it may have been Yelich early in the game. Um, it was right center or center field. I thought it was out of here for sure. Maybe it was Renfro, but anyway. Um, that ball came off the bat at, a, at 107 miles an hour, and the launch angle was 26 degrees. And last year, there were only four outs on that measurement that I just gave you. This year, and that's in baseball, not just the Brewers. This year in baseball, there have already been three. So that that's a really clear indication of the, of the ball traveling to maybe the loudest outs we've seen in recent times. And I'm telling you, the Brewers crushed the ball a few times in this series. I, I've never seen so much action on the warning track, it seems like. so. And that and that's part bad luck also for Aaron Ashby. No run support yesterday, and, and the run support fell short again of the wall in this one for him. Yeah, so we got a text message from um, from Stephen Racine, and I, I talked about this a little bit early on in the show. I just I, I don't completely know who this Brewers team is yet because so much of their success has been against 
not so good teams. But you can't do anything about that. You're so there's times where the Brewers have had good teams that have lost against not so good teams. So they've beat the teams they're supposed to. That is a sign of a good team. But you look at uh, what they've done against St. Louis and what they've done here in this series against a good Atlanta team, even if they don't have a great record and they haven't had as much success. To me, it's like the, the sample size just isn't big enough. But it, it, I also think it's fair to say we're still waiting and trying to figure out who exactly this Brewers team is. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, a good portion of their wins have come against uh, their division foes who are are just simply not good right now. But you know what? That's you you got to take care of business. So take care of business. That's that's the position that they're in right now. Um, and and we're only a month into the season to have any clue, you know, about how they're going to fare against really good teams yet. I mean, they're a really good team too, and a lot of teams haven't fared well against the Brewers. So. Um, you know, it, it's too early for me to, to give that indication yet. But let's face it, this Brewer pitching staff can match up against any good hitting club and can beat most other pitching staffs, staffs head to head, too. So we know what their strength is and, and we know where they're they're still lacking production on the offensive side. And it's it's all about consistency. I mean. You know, we didn't see consistent hitting and, and production at all in, the, in these three games, but we saw it a lot on the homestand, and it was guys feeding over, uh, you know, off of each other and whatnot. And, and um, you know, sometimes in series that just doesn't happen, but um, they'll get their chance again, you know, to get try to get back on track against Cincinnati this week. And, and uh, right now that's a good thing. I mean, the schedule right now, still favors Milwaukee with all of these early season matchups in divisional play against Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and the Cubs. This is not a fair number to look at because it's such a tiny sample size and today's numbers really diluted out. But when you look at Ashby's ERA as a starter and his ERA as a reliever, it's 4.61 as a starter, 3.72 as a reliever. He's a young guy, and he's being asked a lot to be somebody who's really swinging between a starting role and a relief role in the way they're doing that. And in all likelihood, it will continue to be that way through much of the season. That's not an easy thing for him to do. No, it's not. And you know what? I think he handled it really well today. I know there, I know there were a lot of people saying, you know, after that, that four-run second inning when it seemed the ball was put in play and the, and the Brewers could have had some outs for him. And every, it seemed like every time that ball, you know, uh, fell in the left field, uh, they couldn't complete a double play, whatever the case may be. Pitchers have to be mentally strong and get through that. They can't make the plays. They can only pitch the ball and hope that their defense is strong enough behind them or that ball will find a glove. And, in his outing today, for the most part, it didn't. Now, he did struggle with his fastball early, went away from that, uh, and, and went more into the changeup and curve. So he was limited in how he was executing his pitches as well as well here today. But he has to learn from this stuff. I mean, his previous two starts, Matt, were really good. His ERA yeah. as a starter going into today was 093, and Obviously, six earned runs in four innings is going to push that up, but he needs to learn from this. Brandon Woodruff struggled like this, you know, in his first full year as a starter, and Ashby isn't even quite there yet, but maybe he will by the second half of the season. So did, you know, Corbin Burns. I mean, you go up and down the list. This is part of the developmental program for this organization. 
So, according to StatCast, and I think they probably have it a little bit wrong here, but according to StatCast, he only threw two four-seam fastballs. I think he threw a few more than that that got uh, that got tagged as a different pitch. I can't ever remember seeing a two next to a fastball for any starting pitcher. And maybe if we went back to some of those like knuckleball guys, like. Tewksbury and, and, and Dickey, maybe we could find that, but probably even those guys are throwing their version of the fastball occasionally. Two fastballs officially for Ashby, you just don't see that. No, and I'm not, you know, you know me, I'm not as big uh, as big a stat um, monitor as, as you are and, and a lot of people, but I think we had 12 fastballs on our count, and I'm not the one that was counting, thank God, but, but I don't know everyone's uh you know can be a little bit different on what they're counting but but if 12 to us opened up our eyes it was like yeah what are you kidding me but two i don't know i don't know if that's right but um that that's just not going to get the job done Statcast had him with two four seam fastballs and 15 sinkers i'm guessing some of those straight fastballs probably registered as sinkers probably probably yeah a lot of people consider the sinker a form of the fastball, for that matter, as well. All right, Craig, good stuff as always, and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Sounds good, Matt. Thanks. Uh, all right, there's Craig Kishon joining us here on Brewers Extra Innings. 9-2, Brewers end up losing to uh, the Braves. If you want to join us, you can do so, 855-616-1620, the Yankee Net Mortgage Talk text line, or tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air. More in a moment on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley. 0-2 pitch. Line drive off the glove of Matzik. It deflects over by Riley, but Riley's going to eat the baseball. And it's going to be a base hit for Jace Peterson. So the leadoff man gets aboard here for the crew. 9-2. Brewers lose in Atlanta. They lose two of three in the series. Brewers' extra innings continues here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Paul. You want to join us? You can do so. 855-616-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Or tweet at me, at Matt Pauly on air. Let's grab Mike in Oak Creek, who's giving us a call. Hey, Mike, you're on WTMJ. Hi there, Matt. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for the call. Yep. Good. Um, what do you think the fate of Keston here is going to be now that he's down in the minors. Yeah, I think he's going to be up and down through through the year, depending on what they need from a pitching standpoint. If they need an extra reliever, he may be the guy that ends up uh, kind of losing their job. Now, it, to me, it said something that they – um, that when they needed another bat to come up, they they did go with uh, Mike Brasso. Now there, there's a lot of reasons for for that. Obviously, when you look at uh, the role that Andrew McCutcheon plays and just everything that they want, but uh, more than anything else. And by the way, it should be noted when a player you know, generally there's that rule about how long a guy has to stay down in the minor leagues. That rule does not pertain uh, when you're when you're putting somebody on the injured list and there's an injury that necessitates uh, a move. I think for Hira, the important thing here is going to be when he gets the opportunities to take advantage of those opportunities and not allow the Brewers to make another tough decision with him. His numbers are better this year. 
He was hitting 216. That's not that's not fantastic, but it's better than the 168 that he hit last season. He's got a couple home runs. He's got five RBIs. His OPS is at 688. Again, that OPS isn't anything overly special, but it's a lot better than the 557 OPS that he had last year. So there certainly are some signs there that he is uh, that he's maybe uh, coming out of uh, the. Um, the issue that the, the issues that he had here over the last couple of years, but he's still trying to establish himself as a big leaguer. I think the Brewers still believe in him. I would think that the belief in him is not as strong now as it was, say, when he made his major league debut in, in 2019 and, and really came out in a big way and hit 303 over those 84 games. But he hasn't done a whole lot since then. In 2020, he had an okay start to uh, his season, but then he really fell off. And once that fall off started, we have not seen anything consistent from him since then. So um, the, the thing with him that I struggle with, this is a really long answer to your question. Uh, and the reason it's long is because I struggle with a lot of things with him. He has always shown the ability to just destroy AAA hitting. His approach that did not work at the major league level worked at the AAA level. His numbers were always really, really good at AAA, and especially from a power standpoint. So I do question how much it benefits him to be at AAA. But I also question how much it benefits him to be in the big leagues, not getting regular at-bats. He's somebody, to me, that needs regular at-bats, and this is where I think having the designated hitter in the National League actually hurts you because there's not the opportunity to get as many players at least a bat, an at-bat a game uh, because you're not you know, pinch-hitting for relief pitchers late in the game. The way the Brewers have played it is Andrew McCutcheon has been the DH more often than not. Not always. You can give Christian Yelich a day off from the field. You can give Hunter Renfro a day off from the field and put him as the DH. But kind of that base standard lineup for the Brewers has McCutcheon as the DH. And you just don't – you play some righty-lefty stuff late in the game where you bring in pinch hitters. But outside of that, it's it, there's just not as many opportunities to get guys every day at bats and every day action. And I don't think that's good for a Keston Hira. So I don't know what his future holds, to be perfectly honest with you. Long answer, I don't know. Uh, I do know this. When he gets those opportunities at the big league level, he has to do something with them, or he's going to be spending more time in AAA than he will be in the big leagues. All right, we'll come back, and we will hear the postgame comments of manager Craig Council. That's next here on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Oh, one pitch. Brasso, ground ball back up the middle and into center field for a base hit. Around third is Peterson. He's going to score. Stopping at third is Wong, and the Brewers are on the board with runners on the corners and still nobody out. Tough day today for the crew. They lose in Atlanta 9-2. They lose two of three in the series. They now head to Cincinnati for a three-game series against the Reds. Manager Craig Council spoke with the media just a little while ago. Opened up discussing the performance today of starting pitcher Aaron Ashby. Yeah. No, I mean, I, don't, I just don't think he threw enough strikes today. Um, to just a, enough easy pitches for the other team. Um, you know, there wasn't a lot of loud contact necessarily um but uh yeah i mean i just you know didn't win counts um some some 
some easy walks, um, and you know that that's what ended up costing them. Did you sense things kind of snowballing from a little bit mentally as the, as the you know the innings went along, or uh, I don't I don't know if he can, I mean I th- he worked out of the fourth really well, so I don't I don't know if you can say that. Um, you know I mean I think he in the second inning he lost some command uh, for a little bit um, and you know you, you walked eight nine hitters and you're asking for trouble and, and you know the hit ended up being kind of a you know a blooper obviously the, the, the big hit but you know it's because there's walks and, and stuff sprinkled in there and, and it's a tough lineup for Ash as well. Yeah, going in, you guys obviously must have known that um, this was the spot where you wanted to introduce him. But like, like in other words, you said you want to use him for the rest of the month. Is it? Well, he's pitching on it. He's pitched. This is four days. He's pitching on a schedule, and we're giving the other guys that gets the other guy their fifth day. So it's. Yeah. And and does he then go a week from today again? Is he going to stay in for a while? We'll, we'll tell you. We'll let you know when that happens. What about Charlie Martin? It looks like he was more himself than kind of how he has started the season. Yeah, I mean, you know, I thought the first couple of innings we we took some, you know, we put some pressure on him, and in the second and the third, we we had some rallies, and we frankly hit some balls well. We had, we had some near Jace hit a ball well, um, Hunter hit a ball well, Omar hit a ball well. We hit some near misses on on with men on base, um, a couple just well hit baseballs to the wall and. Didn't, didn't work and then after that he, he settled in but um, I, I think we did a decent job there when we put men on base we like I said I thought we had near misses on some balls Suter help you set up for what comes next by getting a couple innings um, well as much as anything Brent just pitched really well um, and that, 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 that was by far his best outing of the year and so he, he needed that uh, he, he needed an outing like that um, it, it obviously those outings help us moving forward, but I'm good to see him throwing the ball really well and like he's capable of. It's a good point. That's a that's a, an important point and a true point by Craig Council talking about Brent Suter. You lose some things that are accomplished in a game when the game has the final score of nine two. Uh, Brent Suter is a big part of this bullpen, and I think this team is still very much trying to figure out after Boxberger and Williams and Hayter, who are the relief pitchers that you can really rely on? And I think Gott has moved into that role a little bit. There's some other guys who have had some good moments and some not-so-good moments. You know, a guy like Hobie Milner today, his ERA is 1.86 with what he did today. He's somebody who has uh, has pitched well in his opportunities. But as uh, it seems like the theme of this show has been we really don't know who this team is still. Well, we, that that goes into a lot of areas. We really don't know how this bullpen is going to look at the end of the season. And I would predict that there are some very important parts of this bullpen that are currently playing for some other teams. The Brewers pretty consistently add bullpen arms. And last year didn't work with the guys that they acquired, but more often than not, they've been able to find some very effective relief pitchers in the trade market that have had a big impact on the team. 855-616-1620, That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air. We'll get uh, the highlights. We'll go through the game and play back all the highlights for you. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. 
Holy smokes! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. 9-2. Brewers fall short to the Atlanta Braves. Starting pitching matchup today, Aaron Ashby on the mound for the crew. Charlie Morton going for Atlanta. Brewers had a great opportunity to score in the top of the second inning. With one out, Hunter Renfro walks, then Tyrone Taylor gets a base hit. Runners on at the corners in front of Omar Nervaez, who walks. So the Brewers have the bases loaded and just one out. But Lorenzo Kane strikes out swinging, and it brings up Jace Peterson. 2-2 pitch. Hard hit ball out to center. Racing back is Duvall. Couple of steps in front of the warning track to make the catch. Peterson hit it well, but very playable for the Braves center fielder Adam Duvall, and the Brewers will leave them loaded. And then a half inning later, the Braves would have a big inning. The inning gets started with an Ozzie Albies base hit. Uh, after Adam Duvall lines out, Travis Dimitri singles, so that puts runners on at first and second for Dansby Swanson. He walks. Bases loaded, one out. William Contreras then walks. So Ashby walks in the first run of the day. That makes it a one nothing game. The next hitter is Ronald Acuna Jr. He reaches on a fielder's choice. Uh, where the uh, where the runner Contreras is out at second, but Travis Dimitri does score. That makes it a two nothing game, and then the Braves double their lead off the bat of Matt Olson. Here comes the 2-0 pitch. Hit in the air towards left center. It's dying fast, racing out as Adamas. He can't make the catch. One run is in. Around third and headed for home is Contreras. Here's the throw. It's going to be over the head of Narvaez and all the way back to the backstop. And going all the way to third is Matt Olson. Yeah, they assess an error on Willie Adamas. The defensive issues that the Brewers had in the first two games of the series uh, did continue to a certain extent in this game as well. So Olson, the runner on at third for Austin Riley. Here's the 0-2 pitch. And a half-hearted swing and a miss on a slider. And he strikes out Riley to end the inning. The first strikeout for Ashby here this afternoon. Four runs on three hits in the inning for the Braves, and they take a 4-0 lead. Brewers would make some noise the next half inning in the top of the third. Colton Wong gets a base hit with one out. Christian Yelich hit by a pitch, so runners on at first and second. But Rowdy Telez flies out for the second out of the inning, and it brings up Hunter Renfro. 1-0. Swung on hit high in the air and deep in the center. Duvall turning around, going back onto the track. Just enough room to reach up and make the catch. Maybe about three steps in front of that fence. Renfro just missed. He hit it to the deepest part of the park. And the inning ends with that loud contact. Yeah, that ball was smoked, but it stays in the ballpark. That's one of the narratives of this year's Major League Baseball season. In that next half inning, bottom of the third, the Braves get another run on the board with two outs, Adam Duvall standing in. 3-2 pitch, swung on, hit high and deep to right, backing up Taylor all the way to the wall. He'll turn and watch it go. That is gone out towards the chop house, home run Duvall. Braves would score another run in the next inning. In the fourth, that inning gets rolling with Dansby Swanson getting a base hit. Then William Contreras walks. So runners on at first and second. And then a double steal putting runners on at second and third. Ronald Acuna Jr. then walks. So the bases are loaded. Nobody out. Matt Olson, though, pops out to Rowdy Telez in foul territory. That's the first out of the inning. But then the Brewers give the Braves a gift with Austin Riley at the plate. Stretch in the 0-1 pitch. Bounces in there. It glances away from Narvaez. The runner comes in from third, and Swanson will score. It's 6-0 on a wild pitch. 
bounced up off the catcher's equipment and went over towards the first base on deck circle. Austin Riley would strike out swinging, and the Marcelo Zuno would fly out to just one run given up in the fourth, but that makes it a 6-0 game. That would end the day for Aaron Ashby. Jean Del Gustave comes in to pitch in the fifth. With one out, he hits Adam Duvall with a pitch, and then with two outs, Dansby Swanson gets a base hit, put, uh, puts runners on at first and second for William Contreras. Gustave looks at second, and the pitch. Hit very well out to deep left field. Yelich turning, taking a couple of steps, and that one is gone. William Contreras with a three-run blast off of Gustave. And it's 9-0 Atlanta. So Charlie Morton would be done after five innings. Colin McHugh would come in and pitch a 1-2-3 sixth. And then we go to the seventh, and the Braves go to their bullpen once again. This time it is Darren O'Day. He strikes out Tyrone Taylor. He gets Omar Nervaez to fly out. At that point, 10 straight Brewers had been put down with Lorenzo Cain coming to the plate. Lorenzo Cain up there. Swings at the first pitch and rolls one over on the ground to short. Play for Dance B. Swanson in the hole. Bends down to pick it up. Throws out Cain. And that was quick and easy. Nice tidy 1-2-3 for O'Day. An 11 in a row set down. Brent Suter had come in to pitch in the bottom of the sixth. He throws a scoreless bottom of the seventh as well. Still a 9-0 uh, game as we move into the eighth inning. In the eighth, Tyler Matzik comes on to pitch for the Braves. First batter he faces is Jace Peterson. 0-2 pitch. Line drive off the glove of Matzik. It deflects over by Riley, but Riley's going to eat the baseball. And it's going to be a base hit for Jace Peterson. So the leadoff man gets aboard here for the crew. Colton Wong then walks. The runner's on at first and second. And it brings up a pinch hitter in Mike Brasso. Oh, one pitch. Brasso, ground ball back up the middle and into center field for a base hit. Around third is Peterson. He's going to score. Stopping at third is Wong. And the Brewers are on the board with runners on the corners and still nobody out. Christian Yelich, though, grounds into a double play. It does push in a run as Colton Wong scores. That gives us the 9-2 score. That would end up being the final. Hobie Milner pitched a scoreless eighth, and then old friend Will Smith pitched a scoreless ninth for the Braves. 9-2 is the final with the win. The Braves go to 14-16. The Brewers with the loss. They drop to 19-10. Winning totals for Atlanta. Nine runs, nine hits, no errors. They leave six for the Brewers. Two runs, four hits, two errors. They leave five. Winning pitcher Charlie Morton, he is 2-3. and three. The loss to Aaron Ashby, he drops to 0-3. Oh Home runs, Adam Duvall, his second. William Contreras, his third. The game lasting a tidy two hours and 52 minutes. Played in front of a crowd of 36,551 folks at Truist Park. We'll take a break, and we will preview the Red Series, which is set to begin tomorrow in Cincinnati. Brewers fall short. They lose to the Braves by a 9-2 score. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 
Bears come up short. They lose to Atlanta today 9-2. They lose two of three in the series. Their next opponent, the Cincinnati Reds, as we take a look at scores from around the NL Central. Reds took two of three in Cincinnati from the Pirates, so the Reds are now 5-23, and which that's not a very good record, but it looks a whole lot better than the 3-22 and that they were when that series got better. Reds win today over the Buccos by a 7-3 score. One game in progress right now involving a divisional team, the Cardinals trail in San Francisco 3-2. That game in the top of the sixth, the Sunday night of this evening, the Cubs and the Dodgers playing down at Wrigley. Around the Brewers minor league system, low A Carolina, they lose at home to Augusta 9-7. High A Wisconsin, they get a win against Fort Wayne 4-3. Double A Biloxi scoreless against Montgomery right now in the seventh inning, and Nashville gets a 4-0 win against Norfolk. Nashville's having a really good season. They now sit with a record of 20 and 9. Brewers head to Cincinnati. They just took care of business against the Reds at home at this last homestand. Now they'll play three games in Cincinnati starting tomorrow. A 5-40 first pitch tomorrow as Brandon Woodruff is set to make the start for the crew. The right-hander is 3-1 and one with a 5.18 ERA. Luis Castillo is going to make his season debut. Good pitcher getting the start for the Reds. Again, 5-40 first pitch. That means our coverage begins at 5-05 and then I will be with you uh, following the game for Brewers Extra Innings. Once again, Brewers come up short. They lose to the Braves 9-2. They lose 2-3 of three in the series. We'll talk to you tomorrow for more Brewers Baseball here on WTMJ.